0: you are listening to america's health care challenge with sean mcguire join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290 once again direct from the american heartland here's your host sean mcguire
1: welcome back to america's health care challenge thanks so much for taking time out of your day to talk about the changes in the healthcare industry we're joined by Jack Hill here on the program, Executive Vice President of Accountable Care Solutions Group. We were talking about population health management last segment. Let's talk about some of the things that your organization can do, Jack, because on, earlier in the program I talked about all the consolidation in the industry, and we've talked about how ACOs are, are being set up and the, the, the more, more and more people, such as Cleveland Clinic potentially, or maybe they already have done their Um, own health insurance type of plan. Um, You guys can really go in there and and turnkey that for a a healthcare provider, can't you?
0: Uh, Yes, we can. Um, Sean, we've been, uh, my firm has been in the business of health plan administration and management and data analytics uh, for about 34 years. Now, in the last, I would say, um, 14 years, 13, 14 years, We've really been diving heavily into uh, the the healthcare analytics as a part of our service to the, the various uh, customers that we we manage all around the country. Now, the majority of our business that we've been uh, doing uh, has been self-funded employers, but we also work with insurance carriers as a back office uh, manager of their insurance portfolio, and we so. We were, we're, we we're good at that kind of, uh, of administrative service, both on a direct basis and, and indirect working on behalf of, of other insurers. So, but what, what we're seeing now in today's environment is medical providers are really trying to, uh, determine how to differentiate, how to be, how to really move into population health management, uh, in a manner that's, that's, uh, that's prudent for their own organization. Uh, since most providers, as we discussed earlier, are not uh, well healed in population management because they haven't had to be, I think we can be a very good partner for helping them deploy their own health plan strategy in their local community. Because healthcare is local, mm-hmm. and uh, providers uh, know that uh most assuredly, they know that the, the, that their local employers, the local uh, people that uh, they service through their medical institutions, are the ones that they'd like to be able to have a closer relationship, be at the table, be act- actively working with them, not just on their medical care, but the cost of care. And um, so what we've been able to create is uh, a turnkey uh, soup to nuts uh, administrative and operational infrastructure, that the medical provider can customize around their local provider network. And uh, the one thing I I know for a fact, having been in the business this long, when you work with one provider organization, you're working with one. In other words, none of them are exactly the same. Some organizations are um, uh, driven in, in the local community by physician organizations that are possibly independent of the of the uh, facilities, the, the hospitals, and some are really driven by the hospital systems in, in a particular community. So, and we can work with any and all of them to develop their own proprietary programs around uh, population health management and value-based uh, payments that are, in, are directly linked to the a uh, aligned incentive between them and, and local employers. And the reason I'm saying that is because employers don't feel uh, in a fee-for-service environment that the providers are really on board with them because the incentive is to do more services because the more services I do, the more money I make. So what we've created is a uh, gain-sharing arrangement. It could be an upside or downside that the provider can engage in to align, realign the incentives back with the employer because the employer is interested in a number of things. They want to be able to deliver a health plan to their employees and, and, and dependents that is cost-efficient, but also they're interested in the quality and the outcome because they do have a vested interest in their employees. And we can help that provider, that medical provider, deliver a Apps, a, a, a soup to nuts in product for that employer and and, and where the uh, the incentives are aligned uh, so that the employer knows that the providers working on their behalf. so and, and we're also doing this to really disintermediate the insurance carriers because the insurance carriers have heretofore kind of built a wedge between the end purchaser and the medical provider. And we're trying to eliminate that, that, uh, that gap between the two. And I think for a lot of employers, that type of strategy, that type of initiative resonates with them. They would love to be able to do that, uh, but they haven't been able to do it in the past. So we think that that's an area where we can fill a, a, a niche and we can uh, be of, of value uh, to both the provider and the employer and the community.
1: Well, it's like somebody that works with employers. You know, healthcare cost is obviously a huge problem, especially those self-insurance. So this is just really neat. Caught my attention when we first started talking because you're really putting the two people at at the table that really need to be there to, to because they both have vested interest in lowering costs,
0: without a doubt, and increasing quality, and really understanding what it, not just the cost drivers but the quality drivers. And if, if a provider can sit down at the table with an employer, that's, first of all, powerful view, vision, because that doesn't really happen in, in our marketplace, and be able to, and be equipped with the proper analysis and the proper understanding of, of the employer's budget to, to be able to speak with that employer about how they can help that employer reduce, mitigate risk, address quality in, in an environment that just doesn't happen in, today, in today's world. The typical scenario is that the employer goes out to the marketplace, to an insurance agent or broker, gets a quote on a employee benefit plan, and then selects the lowest cost plan. And then uh, it becomes a financial transaction. They're not buying a health plan; they're buying a financial transaction from uh, typically an insurance company. Um, we're trying to change that dynamic. They're buying a health plan, and they're and they're and then they're engaging with the providers that are delivering the actual product to their to their employees. Whereas Blue Cross doesn't do surgery. Blue Cross doesn't do testing. Blue Cross is a financial transaction company. Nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. They're, they're a needed element in the, in, in the industry. But for many, many employers, this idea of being able to have this kind of relationship and work collaboratively with medical providers where the incentives are aligned, what have you, I think that there's a lot of them out there. And I think this is where we can help the medical provider deliver that kind of initiative to the end user. I,
1: I briefed you a little bit on kind of what's happening here locally in our marketplace. So we have you know, basically two big systems, so to speak, right now. How could mm-hmm. something like that fit in um, here or, or other places um, that you're, you're working with?
0: Well, uh, uh, typically what, what happens is that we get um, connected to a medical provider that has uh, some desire to approach the marketplace with this kind of an initiative. And and typically we're, uh, since this is really fairly strategic for the organization itself, it's typically at the CEO or CFO level, um, Sometimes uh, organizations will have like a vice president of managed care, what have you, and their interest is to uh, to be able to um, attract employers to their network of medical providers. You know, to drive additional what we call steerage to those medical providers. Part of that steerage is in built into plan design and and pricing and things of that nature. Um, because what their interest is to capture more of the market. Um, they also have to do, be able to deliver something that's going to allow that employer to want to buy that program. And part of that is having a continuous quality improvement program, being able to work with uh, information and data to identify quality, identify risk factors, things of that nature, so that the employer feels like, yeah, we're on the same team now, and I don't have a problem you know, narrowing the focus of my plan to just your providers unless there's emergent care in that case, you know, then most people will go to whomever. Uh, providers are getting uh, wind of this kind of strategy and we're seeing a lot more of them reaching out and contacting us because they like the idea of being able to differentiate, uh, being able to create uh, a product that uh, is, uh, Uh, from a capitalization standpoint, is uh, extremely low-cost compared to starting an HMO or starting an insurance company, this is something that that makes a lot of sense. It's also a great strategy for the provider to start to transition uh, as the marketplace changes and they start to encounter more risk that they have to assume. And that's going to happen over time. Providers are going to be assuming more uh, healthcare risk through Medicare, through Medicaid, and definitely in the commercial Mm -hmm. arena. This allows them an opportunity to understand how to do population health while they're moving down the road toward greater levels of risk. So to me, it's strategic, but it also just makes a lot of sense if you're a provider that's uh, really um, in that particular position and 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 they're looking for ways to uh, to uh, challenge their themselves and to be a value in the marketplace.
1: yeah you know, I want to get to your guys's process here in a second, but i I just had a quick follow-up as far as uh, from a business's standpoint uh, are the premiums going to be a lot less than than what they're they're used to seeing once this is all said and done? I mean, I you can't make all any absolute guarantees, you know, but
0: they should be and and um. But since most of these plans that we currently are offering are what we call self-funded, partially self-funded, that uh, the uh, employer is, has some of the exposure and the reinsurance uh, uh, carriers that we bring to the table have have the majority of that exposure. So part of uh, – and the medical provider could possibly uh, be part of uh, – uh, working with the employer on a risk basis too, even within this this kind of partially self-funded plan. So it just depends on on the pricing of the of the institutional uh, contract or the physician charges. That's part of it, but also how they're basically setting up their integrated network, how they're going to manage care. All that is important in actually pricing uh, this particular. Program we we call it direct to employer health plan, um, is basically what we call and that's kind of the industry term for it. Um, so they can be extremely competitive. Uh, a lot depends on uh, pricing and and other variables um, uh, that the providers willing to adopt.
1: But so so essentially, but like it, it could essentially be Nebraska Medicine health plan and they could. Employers could potentially have that as an option if they if they wanted it. it. Sounds like
0: absolutely, absolutely. We have we have different organizations around the country that adopted this. Some are hospital based, some are physician based, um, and they all have pretty much the same strategic uh, vision for how they want this to to operate in their in their local community, um, and that is that they want to be able to deliver. An effective, cost-effective, long-term strategy to these employers—not something that's just one year. Uh, and I think most employers are really tired of quoting their health plans and having to switch every year, or every other year. It's disruptive, and there's absolutely no value in doing that if you can—if you have a system that's in, that's primary intent is to keep your population healthy. So if you can deliver those messages, and you can actually deliver the goods behind after you promoted that program, the idea is that for this to be a long-term um, relationship that the providers have with these employers.
1: Right, right. So how how does your your process work if, if, if somebody did decide to move forward with you?
0: Well, first of all, we we generally will um, evaluate. Um, in a marketplace, the prevailing commercial uh, uh, rates in terms of discounts to charges, and to give the provider an idea of about where they need to be to be in a a competitive posture. We look at the concentration of medical services that the provider currently offers. Uh, Do they offer a full array of physicians uh, and ancillary services, um, uh, things of that nature? We look at the the primary tertiary provider that's in that network to make sure that that institution provides all those services. Where they don't, we can generally, what we call it, we wrap another network around them so that they can offer a complete uh, A to Z uh, uh, network of providers uh, for that uh, narrow network or for that employer. Now, for those, um, uh, in almost every case, a local sponsoring medical provider that wants to do the direct-to-employer plan doesn't necessarily have everything. So we generally uh, look at providing what we call a tiered benefit structure, where tier one is always the sponsoring narrow network. And they're the ones that are basically wanting to take this program to the marketplace. Uh, where where they don't have all the necessary medical services, there's generally uh, a referral system in place so that... Uh, uh, a provider a primary care doctor who what have you can approve that referral to a tier 2 or non tier 1 provider okay and the reason for that is they they're incentivized to practice evidence based medicine a another provider that's in a, just in, in a con, just contracted uh tier 2 provider isn't necessarily incentivized they're there just providing episodic care so there's got to be some means of referring to that uh, provider because they, they the service is required and needed, but it's got to be monitored and managed. So they know that they're getting the proper care for the proper diagnosis, and they're getting coming back to the Tier 1 provider at one point so that they can further manage that patient's uh, ongoing care. So so that's the way that typically works. We'll look at wrapping that uh, particular uh, local uh, network with, with, with a broader regional national uh, network. Uh, we also then uh, develop, once the product is fully developed and all the protocols and procedures and everything are defined, uh, they're integrated with the local provider network, then the issue is how are you going to message, brand your program, and then deliver it to the marketplace. One thing that we have prided ourselves on is we know how to commercialize programs into the marketplace. We work with uh, regional, national brokerage firms uh, for all kinds of of, uh, programs that that are offered. So we know how to manage a uh, brokerage distribution system. Medical providers don't really know how to sell these programs. So phase two, after the program is generally built, developed, ready to be deployed, we get involved in assisting them in the sales market distribution strategy. And that becomes the the primary phase after the product is built. And generally speaking, providers want to be part of that, too, because they want to be in the community, espousing on how they are there to help uh, local employers address the uh, employer's concerns about cost and quality. So typically, we do these in two phases. Phase one is program implementation. And development and phase two is what I call marketing, sales, distribution.
1: Right, right. Um, how can people get in touch with you or, or find out more if they're if they want to learn about how they might be able to implement something like this?
0: Well, we have a website. It's uh, the name of the website is S is in Sam G is God dot com. com. We are. We're, I'm actually out of Chicago, but we're a nationwide company. We have our our primary corporate headquarters in, in Indianapolis. Uh, we have a, a, a large service center in, out, out east in, in Fort Mill, South Carolina, but we have um, a distributed work, workforce of about uh, 300 employees around the country. They're everywhere. Uh, so we're, we're pretty much everywhere. We're in uh, urban areas, rural areas, what have you. Um, But the the primary way they can contact us is through our website, uh, accountablecaresg.com.
1: Very good. Any final thoughts, Jack?
0: Uh, No, I just appreciate the opportunity to talk with you, Sean, and and hope uh, those that are listening uh, uh, obtain some valuable information.
1: Well, they certainly did. Jack Hill, thank you so much for your time here on America's Healthcare Challenge. hope you can come back and join us again sometime.